0: Today, you're on Community Radio, 2XX 98.3 FM. You're listening to Behind the Lines, and that was the indefatigable, the the formidable, the formidable vegetable sound system. (laughs) Ah, good old Charlie McGee, what a lunatic, and he was reading you the ingredients of an egg and cheese muffin, which he thought might be a little bit excessive there, I believe. Now, we are joined in the studio by Josh Wyndham-Smith. G'day, Josh. How are you?
1: I'm fantastic, mate. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty good, pretty good. Can't complain. Now, Josh, you've been um, you've been having a, a little bit of a think about cooperative forms of organisation, I believe. That's right, along with pretty much everybody else on the left, I think. <laughs> 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 it's
1: not a new idea, but... Um Yeah, a couple of friends and I have been involved in co-ops across Canberra for a while. um, One in the food co-op and one in the student housing co-op and one in the city farm and unions and lots of other places. And we started talking about bringing together people who are involved in all of these cooperatives across the region uh, and starting to connect them. Because obviously, you know, Canberra, we've got, um, you know, quite an organized community and that's one of the reasons why so many of us love living here. But we realized that so many people in all of the the co-ops across Canberra had just never met each other. Um, yeah, anyway, and so I'm I'm really excited to be on today talking about a couple of schemes and plans that we've got to bring them together.
0: Yeah, right. We'll begin by just uh, just saying, what is a co-op? What, what makes it different from not a co-op, I suppose? <laughs> <laughs> Straight into the theory. I love it.
1: Um, look, I think for me, the real appeal of a cooperative is this idea of working together with people in your local community to create something good um so you know there are there are co-ops all around the world it's not exactly a new idea um i don't you know i don't think that we're we're exactly um creating something you know uh, fantastic and new here but um you know you can use cooperative organizing to uh to run a workplace um there are plenty of worker-owned co-ops around and they're they're, you know hopefully there'll be more of them in the years to come um you can use cooperatives to provide housing um, affordable housing uh, which particularly in canberra where so many of us struggle to find a A decent place to live is is a really appealing idea. Um, You can provide food cooperatively. You can provide energy cooperatively. It's all about um, people coming together, putting their time and and labor together and and making something good for the community. And I think um, the thing about that that excites me is that it seems like this logical, lovely idea, but it's actually quite uh, almost a revolutionary way of doing things when everything else is so competitive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what's wrong with competition? Uh, nothing at all until you start running an entire society on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. what what, are you, what is it that you're seeing in the, in the whole society that might be a symptom of a of little bit too much competition?
1: I think um, it's all of those things that, you know, so I'm, I'm 25. I guess I was born at the start of the 90s and it's all of those things that for someone my age look as though they're just part of the natural fabric of how we do things but actually they're incredibly incredibly strange um like the idea of organizing an entire society solely on the basis of money and and material gain um is a very new concept um and I don't know I think it's uh I think it leaves you in a place where um you know like we're seeing in Australia at the moment it's very easy for people with with power and and wealth to gain more power and wealth and and most of us um the vast majority of us to to be left out of that process and um i think that's why i like that's why i like the idea of cooperative organizing because it's very open anyone can do it um and it creates um, a lot of benefit for everybody
0: so where did the idea sort of originate uh co-ops in general or bring co-ops together in particular oh let's start with co-ops in general Uh. Bugger if I know. <laughs> um look, I,
1: I I honestly don't know. I've been so I, I didn't grow up in Canberra, but I guess um where the where the, the inspiration for this project came from more was looking around Canberra and seeing so many excellent cooperatives already in operation. I mean um the first one that I, I was really lucky to come into contact with was the food co op on, on ANU campus, um where I know you know a lot of us a lot of us get our food already and then sort of through that network, you know, finding the Student Housing Co-op, um, the National Health Co-op, which I think is the biggest health cooperative in Australia. It's more than 33,000 people are part of that to get good medical care. Um, yeah, and then slowly but surely investigating and realizing that, that you know, in Canberra there's, there's nearly a cooperative for pretty much anything if you, if you look hard enough. Um, but that was the thing, is that you, to find them you have to look really hard. Um, and, you know, a lot of people... Uh, that I'm talking to about, about, you know, bringing together a bit of a network of co-ops across Canberra, I'm really excited about the idea of a bike repair co-op. And then they find out, you know, there already is one. Or uh, well, they're really excited about, you know, <laughs> arts and design and, and, and making things locally. And then, you know, there, there's obviously cooperatives in that space as well. And so the idea really came about when I, I realized that, uh, well, I guess, you know, this, this whole organizing group realized that there are so many great cooperatives that we just don't all know each other. Um, and if we just put all, all of us in the same room, something great is bound to happen.
0: Nice one. So what, is yeah. a, what are the sort of aspects of a co-op that make it a good co-op? Ooh. Uh, openness, accessibility, um, the sense, and also
1: localness. And I think that's that's a really big thing because I, I grew up in, in you know fairly central Sydney and the idea that you can live in a city of four and a half million people and not know your neighbours is still really strange to me but that's kind of just what we all accept um so a good, uh, yeah like a good cooperative for me is one where you walk down your street you know some of your neighbors you're involved in producing something with some of your neighbors um and it's uh it's for the benefit of especially people who need it um but it's for the benefit of everybody
0: yeah, yeah. right so do you reckon there's a higher concentration of co-ops in canberra than elsewhere i don't know <clears throat> and this is what i want to find out because um, i think you know just through
1: just through even, you know, your casual Google and asking around and and finding things and asking your housemate and telling your mates from college and, you know, just that general putting the idea out into into your networks. Um, So many different cooperatives across Canberra have sort of come to light and I'd love to figure out where we fit Um, And of course, you know, the big thing for me is if if we all come together, then we're guaranteed to have some things in common and figure out ways to massively grow cooperatives in Canberra. That's
0: the end aim for me, but um, we'll see if everyone agrees. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I guess the whole emerging new economy movement is a very, very broad church. Uh, Are you thinking of um, just sort of restricting the network to co-ops or maybe having sort of whatever the australian equivalent of b corporations or benefit corporations yeah, or not-for-profits or other yeah, stuff yeah. in there Co- so i think, any thoughts yeah absolutely like i think um yeah i
1: really want to come back to the new economy movement as this idea actually because that's that's definitely one of the reasons that i'm excited about it it's this great combination of doing something really tangible and local but also feeling part of something quite global um yeah, I think uh, particularly as we're, as we're starting this network, starting to build a group of people, we want to really invite everybody along. Um, so we've invited, you know, organisations that are registered in the ACT as cooperatives, um, but also groups like uh, SolarShare, which is a community-owned uh, energy project um, that's getting off the ground here in Canberra. Um, you know, I, I, uh, the O'Connor Cooperative School, I believe, is no longer formally a cooperative, but obviously they've got a lot of the same values and ideals. Um and as time goes on, I think that this, this, this could potentially turn into sort of a new economy network across Canberra. But the reason that we wanted our first, our first event, which is um, coming up in just uh, eight days, which is scary as hell, the <laughs> reason <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we wanted our first event to sort of focus on cooperatives is to give us a common starting point and say, okay, well, we'll start here, we'll see what's in the cooperative space, we'll see whether there's things that we can do for this particular form of organising to start with, and then if people want to go and do bigger things, fantastic. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, well, that sounds like an uh, eminently sensible way to approach it. Yeah, yes. thank you. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we will, we will. And so, um, yeah, what, what's the aim of it all? You wanted to move on to, um, well, I guess there, there's another one we could have a look at. Um, what, what's sort of the difference between a whole bunch of co-ops mm. and then a network of co-ops? mm
1: so I think what we've got in Canberra at the moment is a bunch of really excellent co-ops. You know, like I've mentioned, the housing and the food and the and the health co-ops are the are the sort of the ones that come to mind. But obviously, um, I think the difference when you have a a networked group of people is that they can rely on each other for resources. Um, they can go to each other for ideas. Uh, one of the big things uh, in starting a new co-op, because I, I know that there are a lot of people in Canberra who really want to investigate starting their own local co-ops, is just that capacity gap between getting a group of people together who are excited about an idea and making it into a legal form of organisation that you know has a turnover and has volunteer management and all of those things. Um, and that gap in the middle can be breached fairly easily by people who've done it before, but not by those of us who haven't. You know, I've never started a co-op, but I'm really excited to talk to people who have and, and to to get those skills. So I think the first thing about a, a network group of people across different cooperatives is that um, you're not reinventing the wheel. You know, you've got that legal and that um, volunteer and, and all of those ex- different kinds of expertise to, to bring together a project like a co-op. Uh, and the second thing is, I think co-ops can do really cool stuff together. Um, I've got a kind of a long-running joke with a, with a mate of mine now, this is kind of like forming a meta-co-op, it's a co-op of co-ops. But the more networked that community is, um, the more cool projects will come out of it. And, you know, there's lots of stuff that I really want to do, but until you have everybody in the same room and talking and figure out if there actually is something in common, you don't know exactly what you can do. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. So um, I guess this, this idea of a co-op of co-ops, are there Mm -hmm. any examples of that around the world that you could point to? Yeah, well, because we've been looking around the world for... Um, less I think examples of co-ops
1: of co-ops but more just projects that really really you know trip part of our brain I guess um, so I know the Canberra Student Housing Co-op has had a lot of conversations with the, the National Association of Student Cooperatives in America um, and so you know there's already idea exchange happening there I'm definitely chatting to folks in in the UK but I think the the really exciting places where cooperative organizing is happening is sort of you know outside the English-speaking developed world um, Or even, you know, obviously still within the developed world, but uh, an example that I only found out very recently is that um, there's a a part of Italy, Emilia-Romagna, where a cooperative organizing is a huge part of the way that they run their economy. So it's not only that, you know, you've got local organizations providing things for local people, but um, most of the big supermarkets are cooperatives. And so the benefits are shared across the whole community and they've got millions of members. Um, they've got a law in place saying that, you know, if a if a business is about to close, the workers can organise, buy it out, and run it as a cooperative. Um, and there's just... And, you know, you say something like that to somebody in Australia, and they look at you as though you've got a pot plant growing out of your face or something. Like, it's just this... It's this cultural gap, but it's these are modes of organising that are really powerful, they're really effective, and they happen in plenty of places around the world. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely keeping an eye out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So... Um I guess, is, is a credit union even a co-op?
1: Hmm. Um, well, I bank with what used to be a credit union. It's now a mutual. Um, and I like to think that the smaller and more local we can make banking and community projects and community finance, the better. Um, so, you know, I I know that um, my bank is relatively local to Canberra, which is great, but I think there's there's room to make it even smaller and more local and and community-powered, yeah. So there's there's lots of places it could go.
0: Yeah, right. So what what are the benefits that you see of, of keeping things reasonably local?
1: I think um, it lets people, you know, well, okay, it can let people participate really actively in making decisions about their own communities. I think um, something that you see a lot of if you do any, you know, door knocking or talking to people about what most of us consider politics people feel very uh distant from from decisions that are being made about and for them and obviously there are ways to get involved in you know the electoral political process we've got an election coming up in a few weeks in canberra and you know i for one hope it goes really well but um there are so many day-to-day decisions that are made about our communities that we can be a part of whether it's what our street looks like and you know growing food on the street or whether it's um, how we get our energy on our you know our particular apartment block or all of those things, um, and I think that at a time when uh, there 's so much going on globally and there 's so much um, there 's so many challenges to all of the old structures it 's really wonderful to feel rooted in a place and feel like you 've got um, some agency over what 's going on around you um,
0: yeah yeah right so um I guess one of the things with the sort of centralization of of power that's inherent in the economy that we've got at the moment is mm. um the ownership of, of all of this activity the ownership of the, yeah, the business it all, of, it all goes up <laughs> it does all go up so who, yeah. who owns a co-op uh everyone who's involved
1: and hopefully people who aren't necessarily active members as well um something that i really like about uh the food cooperative for example um in Acton is that, you know, it's got a really active local membership, they volunteer, they've got lots of side projects around gardening and and food production and all sorts of things, but anyone can come in off the street, can have a really good quality cheap meal, um, can help people by shopping there, um, and can get really good quality food um, for for affordable prices. And I like that, I like the idea that a co-op, you know, if you're an active part of it, then fantastic, but if you don't have the time or the resources, you can come along and have some of the benefits anyway.
0: Yeah, right. And what mm. what happens if your co-op makes a profit? Uh, well,
1: ideally, the the profit goes back into making the co-op even better um, and uh, and giving benefits back. I think that's the great thing about the cooperative form of organising is that people can then make a decision about what happens with that. It's not just one or two people sort of going off and
0: putting it in their trust fund account overseas. <laughs> yep. Not to name name. <laughs> uh-huh. And and is it is it a, a hierarchical sort of structure or is it democratic or look um you know first find your
1: co-op i think um you know people are people and egos are egos and you put a bunch of us in a room and we're going to clank against each other but the thing that appeals to me about organizing cooperatively is that part of that is always this commitment to inclusion um I, i don't know for example a couple of weeks ago i went on to a canberra student housing cooperative meeting um, and so every Sunday they have a meeting of all of the people who live at the housing co-op, which is a fairly substantial chunk of people. And um, and they've got a really open commitment to everyone being able to speak, everyone being a part of that, and also creating safer spaces for people who might be marginalised in other spaces. Um, and I really appreciate that. I appreciate knowing that there are people keeping an eye on making sure that there are safe places for people to be across our whole city. Um, now, whether every co-op is democratic, you know, nothing's a magic wand, but I like, I like to think that... Um, Getting together in this structure is is a better bet.
0: Yeah, nice one. Well, we're going to hear another formidable vegetable song. And we'll, (laughs) uh, we'll come back shortly. Good stuff.
1: Ever seen that yeah, weed could be something you can eat? Let me tell you about some eating weeds I know. Yeah, you can watch them all day long while you're singing this weed song, cause they're growing almost
0: everywhere you know? Now, nothing makes me whistle
1: like a salad with milk. This in the lone
0: Think we could be something you can eat. Let me tell you about some eating weeds I know. You are on community radio 2 X 98.3 FM, and you've been listening to the formidable Vegetable Sound System, and I've been playing so much of them today because <laughs> on the 10th of September at the Polish Club at 7 p.m. you can go and see the formidable Vegetable Sound System, and they do put on a good show. They were uh, they were at Smith's earlier in the year, and that was that was a pretty good show. So uh, get along, 7 p.m. the Polish Club. On the tenth uh, of September, should be a great gig. Bring the kids to their very good kid-friendly gigs.
1: Um, awesome. I've just written that down. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: excellent, excellent. So uh, your your day is not the tenth of September. Your day is the third of September. Oh, What's right. going on on the third, Josh?
1: So after you know talking with lots of folks about cops for a long time, four of us got together and we decided that we would just throw it out into the ether and see what happens. Um, so on the 3rd of September, we are organising the first, as far as we know, network building day for cooperatives across Canberra. And what that is, is we're getting together at the at the food co-op um, fairly centrally. And, and uh, we're going to spend a couple of hours getting to know each other and talking about ways we could work together. Um, and I'm really excited about it because people, you know, for so long this has sort of been an idea just in the minds that a couple of us have had, but people are already starting to, to ask us when it is and get really excited and, um, Yeah, so what we're we're thinking about as sort of the the purpose of the day is sort of two things. One is just to get us all to meet each other and to build, you know, those social connections across cooperatives, because often that's when you get your best ideas and you find out about, oh, you know, they've got a constitution that matches the co-op, I want to set up, I'll go and do that, Um, just grab it off then, and it really, really, um, it really reduces the workload. But the other thing is, and I think this is, this is where my brain goes, is that, co-ops could really flourish in Canberra. You know, we've got a, a really active community in so many ways. We've got a government that's small enough that you can run into your local minister down at the shops any time you like. Uh, it feels very person-sized, particularly when you've come here from a bigger city. And um, I really think, and we all really think, that cooperatives could really flourish uh, in a place like that, a, you know, you a, know, a small country town that happens to be the Australian capital. And so what we want to do is get everyone together and we've got... Um, Workshops, discussion groups, uh, you know, big brainstorms, basically um, you can go on the website and check it all out, but basically the idea is to run lots of sessions to get us all thinking about what ops need to really flourish and grow in the next stage in Canberra and how we can work on that together. Um, you know, and it's entirely possible at the end of the day everyone will go, That was lovely, I've got myself a hundred new friends and I don't particularly want to work with any of them ever again, but it's nice knowing they exist. <laughs> uh but knowing knowing co op people and knowing Canberra people I somehow don't think that's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, nice one, nice one. <laughs> so it, what are the sort of things that co ops can't do? Oh, that's a really good question.
1: Look, to be honest, um at the start of this project, I would have probably said a lot of things, but, but since I've started looking into it, co ops are producing an awful lot of the, the building blocks of a basically good life. You can get food, you can get housing, you can get energy, you can get art and design and clothing and things for your house, and there's an awful lot that you can get out of a cooperative. I'm struggling to think of something obvious that you can't get out of one,
0: actually. Yeah. Which is kind yeah. of a
1: nice place to be. The sky's a living.
0: That was what I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess following on from that. Yeah. I mean, how how much of an economy, you know, sort of the theoretical maximum, how much could be done by, by a cooperative sort of community-serving form of business?
1: Yeah. Well, we don't know yet. Let's find out. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think, like, this, this example of Emilia-Romagna, which... You know, like in the conventional sense, is actually a very wealthy part of part of Italy. But um, more than a third of the people in Emilia Romagna are a member of some form of co-op or another. I, I need to go back and check that statistic, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, and that that just gives me an idea that that um, in Australia we've barely even scratched the surface, even with as many active organisations in Canberra as we do have. We've barely scratched the surface of what's possible.
0: Yeah. So yeah. let's give it a go. And one one thing I've always wondered about an economy full of co-ops is that Mm. that idea of of volunteering time to each co-op. So if you had your housing co-op and you had to donate a few hours to that and then you had your food co-op and there goes a few hours and then your bicycle one and your (laughs) transport. Yeah, yeah. You've got all these different co-ops sort of providing for every sort of side of life. Are you going to be able to have the time to do all that volunteering and still have some time left over for yourself after you've finished work?
1: Well... Uh, Yes. And of course, that opens up the bigger question of work, doesn't it? Here we are. Um, Because I think the other thing after, you know, if you're a happy, contented human being in Canberra in 2020, let's say, and you've got your housing needs happily taken care of by a cooperative, you've got most of your food taken care of in your local garden or your food co-op and you can go to the local community owned shop for the rest. Um, you've got your transport sorted, there's glorious light rail and you can catch that whenever you need, but you've also got your bike for anything that's off the, off the main public transport network. Um, what's work for in that context? And so I think this, you know, and this, this for me is, is, is a much bigger conversation. Like I think if if Canberra cooperatives create a place for people to get more affordable housing and food when they need it, then that's absolutely fantastic and we should do that. But if, over time, cooperatives grow and and become a really essential part of what it means to live in Canberra, then we can start opening up bigger questions around income and work. Um, The idea, when I first heard about it, of something like a universal basic wage, you know, just making sure that the basic economic needs of every person in the country are taken care of. When I first heard about that, I had your typical kind of, you know, protestant work ethic response Bah, that's ridiculous everyone will stop working and it'll be terrible and and then i thought about it for you know not that much longer and realized that nobody i know is going to stop working if we have our economic needs taken care of we're just going to stop being terrified of no longer surviving um and the idea of the idea of working on what we really care about and and spending time taking care of each other and spending time creating things that are really productive instead of working um as hard as you can because otherwise you might not be able to pay your bills. Um it's an appealing world, let's put it that way. <laughs> and even if we don't get there, I like having that as the as the end the end possibility.
0: Yeah, and do the do the co-ops themselves employ people? Uh many
1: of them do, many of them do. I know um you know, obviously the food co-op does. The National Health Co-op employs doctors and health professionals and administrative staff across Canberra. Um and I I yeah, I like the idea of a wage being being earned as well. Like I think um, that's something we have to be, be mindful of is making sure that participating in a co-op is, is an economic benefit for everybody, not just for people who can afford to spend time on it, given the economy we have at the moment.
0: No worries. All right, was there anything more that you'd like to add before we wind up?
1: Look, I would absolutely love to. Um, if you're listening in, you're probably in Canberra, so please do come along. It's on the 3rd of September. It's Canberra's first Cooperative Network Building Day. It's happening at the Food Co-op on ANU campus. Uh, you can find the Facebook event. Just Google, uh, just um, type into Facebook Canberra Co-op Network Building Day or find our website at canberracooperatives.com.au, And there you'll find all the other people who are coming some of the other organizations that are already involved. Um, We've invited 12 or 13 cooperative organizations that we know of so far Um, and the schedule for the day so you've got an idea of what we're into. Um, There'll be good food put on by the food co-op. There'll be good chats. Um, There'll be projects. There'll be a chance to pitch your project to that whole really excited group of people at the end. Uh, And there'll also be a a bike workshop happening out the front as well if if you want to get some skills around repairing your bike from Cycle Jam, the local Cycle Co-op. Anyway, it'll be a bloody good day. It's Saturday week um, from 1 p.m. at the food co-op.
0: No worries. All right. Well, you've been listening to Behind the Lines. You've been listening to 2XX 98.3 FM. And next, you're going to be listening to the uh, the small business show. Um, so uh, we'll talk to you again in a fortnight's time. Listen in for Clayton. In the meantime, and keep listening to Double X for all sorts of wonderful stuff. In the meantime. Uh, we're gonna go out with guess. Go on, see if you can guess yes, it's the formidable vegetable sound system. Thanks, Scotty. was proudly sponsored
1: by the Australia Institute, one of the country's most influential progressive think tanks. Based in Canberra, the Institute conducts research that matters into important economic, social, and environmental issues. Visit the Institute's website, www.tai.org.au, to find out about their monthly politics in the pub evening, to sign up for their free e-bulletin, or to make a tax-deductible donation.